1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Late in the week, again with another episode of Off Guard. I'm your host, Austin Rivers, along with my guy, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Tasha Gigi. How you doing? I'm doing good,
2: <laughs> man. I'm doing good. I like. It was nice to see your name in the news kind of buzzing last yesterday.
1: It is. You know what, bro? Well, I guess for people who don't know, I had a workout with some teams or I did a workout and some teams came to watch. Me and John Wall did a workout yesterday. I had a variety of teams come. You never know what that'll manifest into. I'm hoping people saw that I still take the game seriously and that I'm still in shape and that I can actually play right now. Yeah. So that was the purpose of that workout. But, you know, it was nice nonetheless. For me, it was satisfying to have you know, something pending on my mind, a workout that, you know, I was going to be doing in front of a lot of people. And that can be you know, anxiety. I've never done that before. The last time I worked out in front of anybody was my draft workout, which only had a couple. So that was kind of unique to do yesterday for it to go well. You know what I mean? I've just, I'm I'm in the best shape I've ever been and shooting the ball like I've never done before. It's really nice to go out there and perform and just have your name in any basketball talks. I miss it, you know what I mean? I, I, it was nice. So Well, for me, I, I've seen you work
2: out, you know, and train pretty much every day since the end of last season. And for you to be able to go work out in front of, you know, like, a workout that kind of means something. Yeah. It was really cool. John looked good, too. He uh, did. Both you guys looked good. I, I don't know. Listen, I'm not, a, I'm not an NBA scout, but both of you guys like you could play in a game tomorrow. So, I think that yeah, was the man. whole purpose of that workout.
1: You know, it was. And, and it's nice just because me and John do different things. You know what I mean? A team that's going to want John is probably not a team that's going to want me, but vice versa. You know what I mean? Teams that were there to look at me probably weren't there to look at John just because we are two... We are guards, nonetheless, so we can do very similar things, but our games are a lot different. So it was cool and unique for us to get in that workout, crush it, have people see us, have people see, if we're going to talk, you know, uh, specifically myself, you know, just see that. I'm not just doing media. I'm not just doing TV. I still train just about every day. And then I'm in, uh, you know, great shape, et cetera, et cetera. So it was dope, man. It was, it was dope to just get out there and hoop, too, just yeah. in front of in front of those type of people. That's what I, I've been doing the past however many years of my life. It's been me hooping in front of, you know, coaches, GMs, presidents, scouts, whatever, right? It was nice yesterday to kind of get back to that and uh, show that I could still hoop.
2: And the workout was in the same area as the G League showcase here in Orlando. And you and me ran into a bunch of G Leaguers, kind of just walking around, getting ready for their game. It was cool to yeah. feel the energy in the area. It felt like kind of like old AU tournament or something, like a it bunch did. of players walking like around,
1: hungry hoopers out there. Supreme AU tournament, with like a bunch of, you know, obviously larger, older men, but yeah. You know, I've always admired guys in the G League. I've never played a game in the G. I've just heard stories about the travel, the differences between the two. You know, just how hard it is in general. You know, the games are, you know, a little bit crazy. You know, everybody's out there trying to get up. So it's it's a little bit goal oriented in terms of just like the fluidity of like an actual G League game. It can be tough, man, for a lot of guys to stand out. Yeah. When everyone's trying to stand out. Yeah. So whereas an NBA game, you go and you play, it's like to win the game. And yes, guys like have stats and you know, certain guys want to be all stars, this isn't that. There's still goals. But like G League, like the whole purpose of there is to get out of there and to go either overseas or most importantly, obviously playing the NBA. So it's hard for guys to stand out, man. You can just see like those guys walking through the convention center, you know, every single while and like It's just it's it's nice to like just see body language, like just study it. I'm a big people person in terms of watching. Yeah. I could go to a park bro and just sit there and just put some glasses on and just stare. And just and just like just be in the back, just kinda just peeping. It's actually kinda therapeutic. (laughs) Kinda sound like a Peeping. The Avon's kid, he's like, I'll watch your whole family eat dinner. <laughs> I like to be right on the edge. No, I, I, I'm a big observer. I, I, I like observing people and I'm, I'm huge on body language, especially with players, young players, whether it's during the game, after the game, before the game. I always like seeing a guy, looking at a guy or a woman and just like seeing their vibe, seeing their energy, seeing, you know, how sometimes you could tell a lot by that. But it was cool yesterday. Did you see that
2: Emily Ratajkowski wasn't the Knicks aren't giving her any more tickets, comp tickets because she left when the Knicks were down twenty and I guess they came back and won. People love it, yeah. yeah. I, do you think that's fair or unfair that she doesn't get tickets anymore? It's just a, she can still buy tickets, but the comp tickets are gone. I didn't even know they were passing out comp tickets for celebrities.
1: I think they do because it's good for the for the game and the environment. Yeah. They want anybody who's pretty much famous to be yeah. sitting there courtside. So I think your agencies or your people can reach out and be like, "Hey, I have a client, Emily Ratajkowski. She's been a lot of games before. Her. Can she get two? They'll they'll probably give her two. Yeah. Listen, man. Down twenty-one, you leave early, they come back and win. It's like we gotta write it out, man. You know what yeah. I mean? You go to the game, you can't especially like third quarter, bro. Or what what was it? Right? Yeah. It's like, come on. But I get it though. She's like, bro, we're down twenty, like I got places to be is New York. So I understand it. I don't
2: know. If someone gives you something for free, I think you should Yeah, you see you, you, it through you see it through. Yeah. That's
1: that's that's the the point. It's like, yeah, yo, we give you these tickets are like three, four grand each. Right. Probably more for a courtside ticket at the at MSG. What was it? Probably ten grand. Yeah. And like you are just, just just up and leaving, you know, before we even get a chance to come back. Not that the team cares. It's like no one on the team noticed Emily left. Right. No one gives a fuck. Who's on she the bu-
2: probably thought she was gonna snap. Yeah. I don't think anybody. Nobody.
1: Nobody in the arena. I don't really gives a damn if she's there. No. no offense to Emily. She's a yeah. beautiful young girl. But like,
2: I mean, when they put on the jumbotron, I'm sure there's a lot of who's and maybe. ahs. Maybe. Huh? You know, what mean? She's very gorgeous. There. She's
1: been there a couple times. Yeah. In terms of like the talent level, in terms of like for, through sports and like modeling, they don't really. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think guys give a damn. Yeah. So like, is it? I say all of this to say, do I think it's necessary to like, poker, you know, void her tickets in terms of her getting any free? Like, bro, I don't think anybody really cares. I have man. a
2: feeling if she wants to go to another game, comp, or someone will pay for. I think she can get it done. I think she'll be at a game if she wants I'll to. Probably
1: get it done. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if she came out and was like, "I love my Knicks. I'm so sorry. I had somewhere to be." Da, 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 da And it seemed convenient just due to the game and the way it was going. And I left. They they probably give her tickets the next game.
2: I mean, beautiful women pretty much get whatever they want, anyways.
1: For the most part. In my head, my head.
2: <laughs> Speaking of people being courtside, did you see that dog at courtside of the Lakers game? He was chilling though.
1: <laughs> wow. yeah, why, how does he? How does that have better behavior than, 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 than like, courtside etiquette than yeah. everybody uh, casts? How, how, the how does the dog have better courtside etiquette than? Uh, he, the He night? stayed. He yeah. stayed the full game.
2: <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about people bringing pets places like uh, you know people bring them to restaurants or airplanes? You know, everywhere they go. I don't brunches. mind.
1: I don't mind. It's just like, bro, not everyone thinks your pet is as cute as you. Yeah. Not everybody wants to pet it. Not everybody wants to play with some people just don't like dogs. And some people don't like dogs. Like yeah. I don't like when like I'm eating my food and you have a dog on a leash and you're just busy talking and that little thing starts like wandering over and now. It's like am I by my feet or like smelling me? And they're like, oh he's just friendly. I'm like, yo, I I, I get it. Like uh, that doesn't mean I have to right. you know, I'm trying to eat my food and like I feel I thought like a, a rodent was down by my ankle. Rodent right. is crazy. I love dogs, but yeah,
2: sometimes you know, there's a time and a place, obviously. I was going to say a story, but it's fine. I
1: flew with a dog one time, but it's not even that fine. I used to fly with dogs all the time. Where do you, flow, you flew with your yeah, dogs? To, like I private to, or like uh, on an airline? No, on an no, airline. Private. No, on an airline. I mean, well, both. But What do you mean? Your uh, own dogs you flew? Yes, I flew with my own dogs on airplanes before. Yeah, How did
2: that go? Are they well-behaved? Can't you give them some kind of like a doggy Xanax?
1: You can, but it's very risky for their like breathing and stuff. Certain yeah. dogs, depend depending on what type of dog. It's like a German Shepherd or Golden Retriever, like a third Red. I'm sure they could take a... A little dog, Zanny, and and, and pass out. Someone like a, a French bulldog who was already prone to like bad breathing. Those things right. are already snort. You know, selling like little pigs. Them up top in the air, it gets a little freaky for them. Right. I've had good and bad experiences with it. I've had dogs that were just letting them fly the whole flight, just farting, and the whole plane was mad. No different than humans on a on a no, plane anyway. Like, they bro, do the everybody in The plane was just like that. Is just you know like a dog fart <laughs> is just fucking wretched. Right. These things are eating everything on the sun. You can imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. what the thing, you know what I mean? Of course. So they're on the plane just as uh, bad. I've had a couple bad experiences yeah. with the dog. Job. I
2: know one thing that really bothers you is if you're, you know, you're dressed up, you're ready to go out at a night and we go to a friend's house who has a dog and, and the dog, the dog jumps just on jumps you. on you. <laughs> I've just seen you get annoyed when that happens to you. And I know you like to wear a lot of black, so. Yeah, I always
1: wear like darker colors. Yeah. A lot of times, and just look a little like a line of slob just, <laughs> I mean, it's just like this, just, this <laughs> footprint, like right here on my like, people. They get like came with a shirt or something. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, nah, you know, I do love dogs. I grew up with them. Maybe yeah. that's probably why I get irritated with them because I grew up with that, like a fresh fit and walking out, like a dog runs by your legs. And now it looks like you got a yeah. just the hairiest knee that has ever been seen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's all good. Since our last pod, I would say the number one story. You know, we got the most excited young man, about was young man. John
2: Moran. Young man, young man, go. I had a feeling that he was gonna have a crazy game just because he's not like we are talking about before, he's not coming back from injury or anything like that. He's been super healthy and he's been working out since the end of last year, I'm sure, more motivated than ever. So I had a feeling he was gonna be fresh ready to go, but uh, you could tell me better than most, obviously, not playing for that long. Is there some game, Russ? Were you shocked that he was able to be that good and hit a game winner? You know after it that, can, it can go
1: one or two ways man you usually like really rusty and feel really awkward out there or like you just kind of like go out there and because it's been so long the expectation of you being rusty gives you like almost like a cushion
2: yeah
1: to where like you kind of go out there free you're like yeah I might have supposed to come out here and score 30 my first game back probably on a minute restriction you know what I mean just due to you know it's my first time playing in forever long you don't really have too much expectation to be great. So you kind of go out there just being free, which a lot of times can lead to you just playing free and hoping. The most impressive thing about me was him just shooting the game-winning shot in his first game. I mean, he hasn't played in however long. And his first game back for his teammates, even, I love Bain, Desmond Bain, saying, you know, excuse my language, go get the fucking ball. Right? You know what I mean? And he runs and goes and gets it. And he's like, "Yeah, this is your, you know, go get it. They won. It's no coincidence, by the way, his first game back, they go into New Orleans and get a dub. They're just a much better team with him on the floor. Obviously, we know that. The question now is, can they dig themselves out of this hole? Yeah, there's six and a half games out of the playing spot right now. But there's oh, also, six and a half?
2: Yeah, six and a half games out of the 10 seed. But there's also teams, you know, like the Warriors that are not in the playing right so that's, now. That's, so there's other teams fighting. And so a good team like the Pelicans or the Rockets would have to come out for these guys to come back to, to get into the playoff picture. For me, the most impressive thing was he had 34, 8, and 6. But, you know... Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain have been getting all the shots while he's been gone, right? It's yep. been their team. So you would think when they came back, there'd be some kind of an issue. But those guys, Bain had 21 and Triple J had 24. So everyone kind of, the big three all ate while he, while Jaw still played good. So I think that was really impressive too. Everyone kind of got theirs, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and then the, the easy way for that to work is, well, you guys weren't really, really fucking good when yeah. Jaw wasn't playing. So yeah. clearly we need our number one option back. Yeah. I love Jackson, I love Bain. They're, neither of them are, are one or two options. You know, I mean, they're not, neither of them are one guy. You know, one option guys. Yeah, having Jaw back puts a little bit of clarity. It actually makes their job easier. Now Bain's not getting the best defender; he's getting the second best defender. And Jackson now has a guard who is so lethal at penetrating the paint and creating chaos on defense that this guy can kind of like not only score his ISO points, but now he's getting some easy points because yeah. there's so much attention to Jaw.
2: How does he get in the paint and? he was 0 for 5 from three. So not being really a 3.3 right now. That's the rust. But how
1: does he get into the paint like that? he's just so, it looks impossible to guard. Here's the thing, people are always like, man, why are you you up on him? He's gonna go right around you, he's too quick. If you guard him too close, if you try to be physical with him, first off, he's really light. So if you were too physical with them, if he flails and starts doing some body movements, he'll probably get calls and get you in foul trouble. Some of the tinier, skinnier guys are the hardest ones to put a body on because they're so small. It's like, I know football is different, but it's like kind of like football, I man. it's really hard to tackle Tyreek Hill or like uh, with Sproles. Yeah. I remember him back there? Like these guys are so little to the ground. They're, the way they're moving, it's like, you can't really body them or be physical with them. They're so fucking tiny. Yeah. Ja's not that tiny, but he's skinny and he's smaller. And he's explosive and he's quick. So, like, he's just one of those guys that it's really hard to keep him in front. And then the common thing that some guys do, and it's a mistake, is they back up because he's not a great shooter. Yeah. So, let me back up and give him space and force him to shoot. Well, no, he's just going to eat up the space. Yeah. And now, instead of guarding him at the three point line, he's, you're now he's coming at you downhill. He's downhill at the free yeah, throw line. Right. And now it's one direct, one dribble each way. And that fucker, now you've met him at a spot and you have to try to contest him vertically which he can't do because he's too explosive. This guy for the game-winning point drove left like we know he likes to do, hit his spin move like we know he likes to do, and he hangs in the air for like four seconds before shooting the little you know push floater. Yeah. So he's very hard to guard. Yeah.
2: Would you say that was just the absolute best case scenario for a first game back? I think it's the first game best first game back I've ever seen for a player
1: because of the game winner. Yeah. It has to be best case scenario. I guess best case scenario would have been him going for like 40 and like shooting three for five from three or four, for five from three. But we're being a little picky at that point. A little greedy. <laughs> Him coming back after missing all that time, all the negativity that was placed on him. He comes back. He hits the game winner. Now the next day I'm seeing Stephen A. I'm seeing the whole world talking about, oh, John Moran, he's back. He's box office. He's it. We're seeing that positivity kind of slide back. I always tell you, man, you want to shut everybody up? You want the negativity to go? Put the ball to the hoop. No one cares. And again, we know John never did anything illegal. It was more so the NBA's rules that he broke. He served his time and he's back now hooping. It's good for him. It's good for Memphis. I know they can't wait to have him back. But uh yeah, he's it's it's dope to see him play. I'm
2: also excited to see him kind of climb up. We haven't really been ranking him as far as ranking point guards right now and different people, you know, we have the De'Aaron Foxes. Obviously Shay's, I don't think Shay's a point guard, but you know, these other guards, Jamal Murray, these other guards, Tyrese Halliburton. he's seen all these guys, Brunson Hoop and everything. So we haven't really even rated him. So I wanna see now that he's, you know puts his you know imprint back on the league let's see like where he goes into the rankings because before all that stuff happened we were talking about him being MVP candidate
1: okay yeah he's one of the better guards in the league like he was before but there is some 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 movement in there now you know I mean there are some new faces Tyrese Halliburton has kind of pushed himself in this like when you talk about best point guards of today he's like a guy you can't leave off the list Jalen Brunson Is a guy that's put himself on the list. I do put Shea in there just because he is point guard esque. I know Giddy's more point guard oriented and has like the, but I guess, yeah, let's keep Shea out of it. Shea's a two guard. We'll, we'll, uh, Jamal Murray is in there. And then you have the usual faces you have the Steph, you know, you have the Damien, you have the Luca.
2: And we'll get into Dane, too. dame has been hooping lately. Yes. And Aiden, we shouldn't be surprised by that, right? Yeah. All he's ever done is hoop. But yeah. after that rocky start, I think people are kind of maybe saying that he was getting older. It's not a good fit in Milwaukee. They've completely turned that thing around. So yeah, another team that's been hooping, and we wanted to talk about it last pod, but we ran out of time. But they keep winning. They won again last night, or the Clippers. They beat Dallas last night without Paul Oof. George. They're on a nine-game win streak. They're fourth in the West. They're 17 and 10. Yep, It's crazy how people were, and maybe we did it too, when they were losing some games early on when they got James. People were counting them out. This is a bad trade. It doesn't fit. People aren't really saying that right now. And I know you've always been the guy that says it's going to be hard to beat them four straight times or four times in a series.
1: You know, here's the thing. No one ever likes the easy story. You know what I mean? It's the reason why, like, the is talking about the Clippers, but, like, not really. It was way more fun bashing them, wasn't it, yeah. for people, it felt like. It seemed like every day they lost a the game. People were watching their games, hoping they'd lose, so the story would become even more crazy. Because people like, that's just, and it's not a cool thing. People like negativity. It's just the way our world works, unfortunately, especially if we're talking about Western civilization here in America. We, we, we are the TMZs. We are the People magazine, the Us, the, the Celebrity Row. You sit first, you sit for free, even though you got more money than the people in the back, somehow your tickets are free. Yeah. The whole concept of everything we do over here to a lot of people you can't understand. And
2: that's coming from someone that actually gets those perks and privileges too. I appreciate you saying that. I know You're on I'm, the other I, side I'm of it. I'm being
1: honest, yeah, yeah. It, it is. You know what I mean? Like that saying the rich get richer. They do over here in this side of the world. Yeah, you and know, you know what,
2: what I mean? When I go out people don't, you know, send me free shots, but last night I went out with you and someone tried to send you a free shot. You get today. free drinks. Really happened
1: it we just didn't pay, me. we didn't pay for dinner. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the tab was nuts, too. That guy came over and they let me pay. I was like, "All right." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's just like that's that's one of those things where like to get back to the question People loved ripping this team, especially James. People don't like the way James has handled his stuff. Listen, there's a lot of things he's done that I personally don't like. But in terms of attacking him as a person or him like questioning him or what as a he's player, done, his legacy or okay. his legacy. Listen, like I'm not saying that guy with the Dallas Mavericks, that announcer didn't have some truth and a little bit of like you know. There, th- there was some things that he was saying that he touched upon that you could definitely agree, but like. When, you, when you're like, you're not a system, you're the problem. It's like, brother, you're talking to one of the best offensive players in the history of the game. Absolutely. You, can, you can't you can walk and chew gum. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes That's why I'm like, the media gets a little too far. We get a little too comfortable. Start talking a little reckless. I, every day I was trying on the TV, James is this, James is that, James is this. The only thing we were saying is James has to do this to fit in. They have to mix the lineup up. They can't start all four of them. We weren't. The Clippers suck. This will never work. James can't play anymore. This is. We were like, yo, the guy led the league in assists last year. He averaged twenty and twelve. I don't know what this whole thing is. Like, just give it time. Right. And now they're like really performing and playing well. And you're, you're not. You're not seeing a lot of buzz about it. You know what I mean? It's always the. It's always the bullshit that yeah. that's I mean, they loud. Probably, and they probably
2: prefer it though that they're sneaking up on people and then no one's talking about them.
1: I mean, yeah, sure. They're like this beats having all these unruly fucking crazy expectations. They just keep on beating teams. And the best thing that I've seen is it looks like they're enjoying playing with each other. That's what
2: I was, that was my next point is the NBA should be scared because not only is Kawhi playing every game. He's smiling. He's smiling. I've never seen him in all the years combined smile as much as you smile in the last month.
1: And you know what, man? Yeah, that's, it's a a good thing to see because you don't really see that a lot out of him in terms of just like his personality really showing. And to see him smile, laugh, you know, there's a whole bunch of kids from Cali playing on the same it's team. It's
2: all the L.A. area, yeah. They
1: ha- There might be a little familiarity with you know amongst them within right. that group.
2: And a little bit about that 08 Celtics where we talk about guys are at a certain point in their career where they just want to win, right? Yeah. Even though Kawhi is hooping, we'll get to his stats. His average, I, I, during the nine-game win streak, he's averaging 29, 6, and 4 on 61, 50, and 96 yeah, shooting
1: splits. That doesn't even sound real. And people should be talking about that yeah, more yeah, for sure. Yeah, people aren't. Yeah. yeah. And he's not missing games. We always, people have been dogging him for always. No, no, no. Another, another point that people need to bring up more. Kawhi Leonard's yeah. played every fucking game, dog. He's played every back-to-back, or the last five back-to-backs they said he's right. played. And when they came up with those rules to stop people from load managing,
2: it was Kawhi's picture that was on the top of the article. People got dragged for him and
1: Paul George. We both got dragged yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. Fairly, fairly noted. First off, let's just say this. Neither him nor Paul chose or want to be injured. I'm sure Kawhi would like to be out there playing pain-free and injury-free, as well as Paul George. So that's first and foremost. It's not like these guys are trying to get injured to miss games. But if we're going to be fair, these guys have missed a shit ton of basketball, and they've gotten paid a shit ton of money while sitting down. So I think fans, rightfully so after a while, get a little frustrated with that. So when this rule came in place, that is going to be the poster child right there. Yeah. Because since coming from Toronto, my man sat a lot. The reason he gets passes is because when that guy plays, he's fucking incredible. No one can question how good Kawhi is. Yeah,
2: and just when we counted him out last year in the playoffs against the Suns, yeah, those first those two games, first two games I was like, whoa, whoa, God. is this going to be a
1: series? <laughs> yeah. Before he was like, dude, this is about, those first two games, he was like going at KD crazy, like 30-piece, 30 30-piece. 30 People were like, yeah, he's the best player on the floor. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, because he's just really that good. Now you add a guy like James, who, by the way, is cooking. That game in Indiana was crazy when he was... That
2: close-up of him screaming, he's giving me nightmares. It, it's not, all, it was so
1: funny, bro, when <laughs> he was on the floor doing the snow Snow angels. Angel. Yeah, no, they're comedy. It looks like their group's having a good time. They're playing with energy. Russ has been amazing, by the way. We're talking about a first ballot Hall of Famer coming off the bench, being fine with it, being cool with it. Then you have, you know, James naturally kind of running the show. Puts a lot of, alleviates a lot of pressure on Paul. Alleviates a lot of pressure on Kwai. They've won nine in a row. That's This is something that needs to be talked about. And they are, when we do our power rankings, this team is 100% going to be in there. They are a threat. Now in the West,
2: especially with guys like you know, we liked the Lakers coming out of the in-season tournament, but they keep losing now. And yeah. the Nuggets obviously have been a little iffy. You know, Jamal Murray was but you see the guy for a who lot of said them.
1: all that stuff about Dallas wasn't there last night at the game? Brian Damaris? Yeah, I actually like Brian too. Brian, yeah, yeah, I know, Brian. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Brian's great. So yeah. you know, earlier I was just talking shit, being funny, but like I actually think Brian's great at what he does. Yeah. I, all i was saying is, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk all that, got to back it up. Unless he was sick or had a family emergency, I get that. But if you talk like that, bro, you got to pull up the game, dog. You can't yeah. you can't talk crazy about it when the whole world's just throwing food at him. And as soon as this guy's putting on encores now, coming out and bawling, no one wants to talk about it or you don't want to come to the game. Yeah. Clearly his his system is not problematic. <laughs> we'll see. Because due to that guy's point, all that stuff has developed over time. If to be fair to Brian. Yeah. His points about James are a lot of things start out like this. No one questions your talent. No one questions what you've done in the past in the game. I want to see what's going to happen in the playoffs. And when things don't go right, does that, does that trigger finger get pointed Yeah, in someone else's direction other than yourself? That's, I think, what a lot of people's frustration with James is. That's, you know, that is fair because there there's truth to that. But if we're going to sing those truths, we've got to sing the other truths. And the other truth is like, this guy's balling right now. They won nine in a row. This is a team that everyone said won't work, and it looks like it's working. And they're balding. Are they so let's a title contender? Yeah. Absolutely. They are a title contender. And they're moving into a new they arena need more next size. year.
2: They're moving into a new arena next year. And if they didn't move into a new arena with a banner yeah. going up, that would just be all time for Ballmer. I'm they sure. need more
1: size. They need Mason Plumlee back. He's hurt. Yeah. You don't like Daniel Tice? I do like Daniel Tice. I just like, we're talking about beating some of these teams. Like, yo, like they need some big dudes down there. They need like one big guy. They need a big dude. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's what I thought, like DeAndre Ayton should have been a guy they targeted this summer. I do not know if contract-wise that that would have been even possible. Yeah, I don't know. Because they, 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 yeah. they're paying out so much money over there to, yeah. to those guys. I don't even know if that was possible, but they need a big center. You know what I mean? I do like Zubak though, but they need one more. And I like Mason, but he isn't healthy. So hopefully they get Mason back They'll be even better because he's a big guy who could pass, too. But they need some rim protection. But other than that, man, everybody needs something, by the way. We can go through the Suns, the Celtics, the the, the Nuggets. Everybody has weaknesses, right? 100%. The Clippers are t- title contenders, to answer your question simply, though.
2: And I want to talk about the team that James left, the Sixers. They've been rolling a little bit, too, but Joel has just been playing out of his
1: mind. Yeah, I mean, that's my, my MVP voting. I told someone the other day, I go, it's uh, starting to shake up a little bit. I yeah, well, think he would be
2: the leader right now. He had 51 he, he, last
1: night against, against the NBA's best defense. I probably would put Joel Embiid one. I'd put Jokic two. And I'd put Shea Alexander three. Those are my three for MVP. And I, I think that that has to be most people's at this point. You could maybe put like a Tatum or something from Boston, but like... He'd maybe Giannis? You could put a Giannis in there. Uh, I mean, the Sixers are with the third seed, bro. They're two games, three games away out from first, so it's not like a landslide. They're right there, and his numbers are stupid. He's averaging thirty-five a game, thirty-five, bro. The last guy to do that was James, who people just don't talk about, and the guy before that was MJ.
2: Did you hear what Anthony Edwards said about after the game? Yeah, he's about, like, I don't know, they really lose. He, yeah, he said, I've never seen anything like it, and I don't know if he's the guy that wants to give all that praise to someone else, like
1: the way he's no. Nah, it's usually he's not a guy to like just yeah, hand out. He's the one like, I, like I, I can be the best NFL player or baseball player yeah, yeah, or whatever. This guy, guy says I'm the best Happy at everything. Himself, yeah. This guy was like, Yo, I can't. And you, the guy next to him, down, imagine Anthony Edwards saying this and two lockers down is Carl Towns <laughs> and then Rudy Gobert over here, bro. So you already yeah. got like really good big men. And this guy's like, yo, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. How did they, how did they lose? That's because even like Towns and um Gobert can't do that with Embiid. I, I love both of them, but like you can't guard Embiid one-on-one, man. Yeah. That, that dude is ridiculous. He has a jumper. He has a post game. He has a face-up game. He's strong. He knows how to get fouled. He's one of the best guys. See, that's the one that people
2: are saying that he's he's getting fouled too much more than too hate much. That has in the they, playoffs. It's a tighter they whistle. They do, but they
1: foul the shit out of him, bro. This yeah. guy's down there getting killed on. He's seven foot. You know how many fouls he gets? Eats up, and they don't call it. So you know he does. People don't like the shit when he like flails and goes to the ground. It's like, brother, you're too big to be doing shit like that. Yeah, that type of shit needs to stop being called. And matter of fact, needs to be penalized. And they they do sometimes. I'll call the flop, but it's like not well regulated. Rule, but he's just so good, man. He's so dominant, and right now he looks like he could be headed back to a back-to-back MVP, which is crazy because last year people felt bad about giving it to him. Yeah, everybody's like he shouldn't have won it. Jokic should have won it. Y'all just had voter fatigue, and then he goes to the playoffs and doesn't play as well, and Jokic just fucking goes crazy. Everybody's like, see, the real MVP is Jokic. The real MVP is Jokic. Right now, it's like, yo, Joel Embiid gonna win another one.
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't want to give it away again in December because I think a couple weeks ago we said Jokic was definitely winning it and it's a long season,
1: but what Joel is doing is crazy. Bro, if he keeps up this, he will be MVP. No one else is going to average 35. And, and you know, the most impressive thing about him, he's dishing out assists. Six assists is no bullshit. I know we we get like skewed with these numbers these days. People are, yeah. like 10 assists, 11 assists a game. Like, bro, there's only like a couple guys in the league that average 10, 11, 12 assists. And those are guys who pound the shit out the ball and have the ball in their hands. All fucking game, bro. Right. Very ball dominated point guards. Tyrese, Trey. That's my Luka. The number
2: one thing I don't like seeing. It's on, the usual suspect. My number go- one thing I don't like seeing on Twitter is when they compare someone's stats right now to look at this versus Kobe's 08 MVP season. I'm like, the stats are just different.
1: It's not the same. You can't, you can't compare <laughs> That happens it, all the time. The playing like, style's different. Right. The game's that's why people are like, yo, who's the best shooter of all time? Well, plays hit more threes than Ray. Cause Ray didn't shoot 20 a game back then, bro. Yeah the whole the, the, the end of the score in the in the early night in the late 90s early 2000s was 96-95. Yeah. Now it's 130-150.
2: Yeah. There was a season that Glen Rice shot 47% from 3 and I think he shot like two or three threes a game. That's who <laughs> I would never Ama- have Imagine again. if Ray Allen
1: played in today's day or yeah. Reggie Miller played in today's day and these guys were out there yeah. launching 10 threes a game. Steph would probably still be cha- Steph is the best shooter of all time, we know this. But a lot of these guys would still be chasing Ray. I mean they all are they already are, but still it would be like, it'd be, it'd be a lot different, man. Yeah. Steph would pass him. He probably might not even be there yet. He'd, he'd be on his way to passing him, no doubt. But you, people like, don't put in consideration, like the game has changed. The style of game has changed. Certain playing styles is different. Some point guards pound the shit out of the ball. Some don't. Someone like Tyrese Maxey, who's probably capable of averaging 10 assists, if it was all him, can't do that because a lot of times he comes off a pick and roll with Joel, throws it, Joel's wide open, but instead of shooting and getting that assist, he gets it, he works, he jabs, he jabs. Quick step back, jumper. Now he scores, but Tyrese Maxey don't get that assist. Right. Whereas Halliburton, he's thrown at the OB. It's either a dunk, a layup, or the ball's moved. The whole game is tailored for a Trey Young, a Tyrese Halliburton, a Luka Doncic with with lively. He's got a lob threats, pick and roll threats, quarter, shooter, shooter, shooter. Maxey's playing with the most dominant center and the highest the point per game score in the league right now. So, like, you can't, it's, you, people got to be careful Comparing numbers, situation is everything. Playing style is everything, and time and era is everything. So it is what it is. In saying that though, having a center who's never really been a pass-focused guy throw out six assists, and again, we'll bring it up. Six assists is a lot. Of assists. Yeah, it's it's. A lot of guys in the NBA, you'll see... twenty, the 17 points a game, 18 points a game. We'll see a lot of guys that just
2: don't really get better as their career goes. Yeah. right? Like they're just they're good, don't get me wrong. Especially this year. What,
1: what, what year is it for him? 11? 10? I think it's the 2013 draft, then he missed two years. So this is his eighth or ninth season, whatever it right. is. Like to him, he's still going up. It, it's just nice to see someone getting better at adding yeah. to their game. Because after, a lot of people don't do that. The most impressive thing is Joel Embiid is averaging this after winning MVP last year. Yeah. This guy has reached the mountaintop in terms of the individual. And I you also, know I mean? in the beginning of the he year, I think he
2: was, he was one of those guys again. that we were like, is he going to be the next star that maybe wants to leave? If he wants out of Philly, they, they lost you know Ben Simmons, James Harden, and this and that. I don't think we have to worry about no, that I think anymore. think the pillar there
1: now. I mean, he yeah. is Philly. He, yeah. He's the man. He's averaging 35 points per game for the Philadelphia 76ers. He, this guy better not pay for a fucking meal in that city. Seriously. Just, either should Giannis. You want him to love in Milwaukee? Keep him. Treat him like a king. Yeah. Here we go. Rich kid richer. The, the, the kid, the, the rich, kid, rich kid, here you, I am. I was, I was on the other side, the and now yeah. I'm on the other side.
2: <laughs> Jesus. One issue I have with the Sixers is, last night, for example, they scored 127 points, but the only two people in double figures were Joel and Maxi.
1: Is that not crazy to you? That that is why their team can sometimes be. People are 50 50 on them. I mean, we talked about this: the longevity of this team in terms of how far we think they'll go in the in the playoffs. It's it's predicated on can Joel be this dominant in the playoff series, which is incredibly difficult to do. Even Michael Jordan, these guys, averaging like 35 throughout the playoffs, it's not something that's typically done. The game is slower. It's more physical. The scouting is different. You're playing a team four, five, six, seven times. It's just harder to to dominate. Right. Typically. Comparing playoff stats to regular season stats is stupid anyways. People who do that clearly don't know basketball. They're obviously going to be less. Yeah. With that being said, it, it just makes it harder for them He's got to be dominant, and so does Maxi. They play heavily through two guys. I do like their supporting cast. They got good. They got good role players. I like Melton. I like. Uh, I like Ubre's been great for them. They have a, uh, Tobias Harris. They have a variety of, of talented players. Do I think that team is just good enough to beat? a Really, really good team like the Celtics who have like guys who actually guard Embiid pretty damn well. Al Horford, for whatever reason, man, is like he's the guy, that's he's like him. the guy that like guards Joe. The main while. reason they signed him that one year, it's like, yeah, that's like, probably why like they keep bringing him back. Like, as long as this guy's here, we just keep bringing Al here. Yeah. Al, Al like fucks with him a little bit, and B needs like a huge, huge, huge game versus him to like break that. Like, I'm talking about going for 50, or he's like, Yeah, all that Al Horford, something like that. Although he has had good games versus Al Horford. Getting 50 clear.
2: against the Celtics last year. I was about to really say. C- that really cemented, I think, the MVP at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, last yeah, yeah. He he's had many, many
1: dominant games versus Al Horford. But when you're a guy who averages 35 points per game, if you have anything that's human, like, they're going to be like, He's a stopper. You know, these guys having 26, and people are like, You stopped him. It tells you how good somebody well, is. We saw this
2: have been the kryptonite for the Sixers now for a lot of series. Jesus, I
1: just said that out loud. That sounds crazy. Imagine if I told you before the game, Yo, I got a guy. He's going to knock 10 points off your star player's game tonight. So, whatever he averages, he'll, he'll have 10 less tonight. You'd be like, Do you want him on the floor guarding the best player? You'd be like, Absolutely. Yeah. If I told you that number is still going to be 25, 26 points, you'd be like, Oh, well, wait, wait. No, you told me you knocked 10 off. The <laughs> average is 35, bro. When guys score 35 points, they call, their, you know I mean? They, they check the phone. First thing you do after the game is they check the phone. The homies hitting them up, the girls hitting them up. Conor McGregor, break out the panties. Red you know, panties you bring out the red panties. Like it's it's a it's a thing, It's you know what I mean? Like you feel good. You actually got to have some
2: wine at dinner that night. We're going to dinner. Yeah, yeah, we're going yeah, we're going to We're not that. ordering it. We're not ordering No,
1: no, no. 35, we're all going out that night yeah. to dinner. I'm not saying we got to go out to the club, but we're going to go out to dinner and order a little bit. Yeah. I've arrived. I've <laughs> that's, arrived. that's how it feels, right? <laughs> this guy does that every single game to the point if he doesn't have 30, people are like, yo, Joel was ass tonight. You're like, that is absurd. Because even scoring 26, you feel good after a game, especially as a role player. So, yeah, he's incredible, man. Forefront of the MVP right now. It has shifted because a couple of weeks ago, we were all team Jokic. Here we are teetering again. We're having the same. These two guys, man. And then I'll throw Giannis as a third because Shay's now just entering himself in that conversation. Those three have just been the best players in the NBA for a pretty good amount of time now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. In a game that's dominated by perimeter play.
1: In a game that's dominated by perimeter play, the three most consistent MVP cases that we've had over the past few last three MVPs. Yeah. Past five years has been these three individuals, man. Six years. Six years. Yeah. It's been these same three guys. They're dominating again this year. The the, the only person that we have is Shay. He's not even American. Yeah. And, and the big
2: man was dead for a while. I mean, we had Dwight Howard in the 2000s and then the second best was Andrew Bynum. Yeah. So yeah, it was dead for a little while. Definitely. If you want to see some of the third team All NBA centers, guys that made that team, you know, they made All NBA things just because they were the third best center in the NBA. I think Andre Drummond made one one year. No offense. You know, I'm not like trying to talk shit, but it just sent the center position was a little weaker than obviously it is
1: now. Yeah, you know, right now, we have some juggernauts playing, man. Yeah. Now, the other side of
2: that game last night with the Timberwolves, something that we talked about last pod, but it got cut just for time, but I wanted to bring it up again, is Carl Anthony Towns. How good he's been doing. He's 50-40 in, not 90, 89.9. 9, I just looked it up. must have missed a free throw. Yeah, must have missed a free but, throw. But um, we talked about how it's it's been his franchise since he got there, number one pick, you know, famously on the GM survey. He was the player that, you know, you would draft number one out of the entire NBA, you know, out of that GM survey. And for him to be cool with letting Ant kind of take over mm. is very yeah. understated. No one talks about that, that enough. And you know him, obviously, yeah. in front of the pod. So, you know, do you think he just doesn't get enough love? You know, I mean, he should be an all. He, he doesn't.
1: You know, the only time people tend to talk about Kat is like his voice changing and, and all like the silly shit he does. And people always like to poke fun at him because people think he's nerdy or this, this, or that, or whatever the case is. I was, you know, obviously lucky enough to get to play next to Carl last year and get to know him. And he's an amazing human being, first and foremost. Just a great guy. I think his biggest issue, if anything, is that he wants to be liked by everyone. Yeah. Which is a great quality for someone to have. This this guy's biggest issue is that he he he's too kind and too nice to people. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a great dude, man. And if we're gonna talk more specifically basketball, he's a fucking top-tier player. He's one of the best bigs in the NBA. You just don't hear about him because again, he's playing with two fucking goliaths man. Like J- Joel and Jokic are like generational, generational bigs. And then Carl's a guy who kind of flows under that radar. But then at the end of his career, when you look at his stats and his numbers, it'll look like one of the better all-time bigs who ever. When he played. says he's the best
2: shooting big man of all time, and right. everyone talks shit, but he's the only one shooting 50, 50 40
1: 50-40-90. Everybody, every year he shoots twelve yeah. from three. Every year he's around 40 from three. But people are like laugh at him when he says this shit. He's like, all right, I mean I. I'll shoot you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really, I really realized how good of a shooter he was when you would just sit back and watch him in practice, and he's just teeing up these threes. First off, he barely even jumps, and he's just back there. Just, I mean, it's a beautiful shot. He could shoot the shit out the ball. To your point, he's done a great job. I don't like saying taking a back seat, but taking any seat. Just being like i'm gonna be carl regardless i'm gonna get my numbers regardless i can hoop i'm that guy
2: Yeah.
1: i don't need to worry about being the franchise guy we got a young talented young player and i want him to have his voice his feel you kind of letting that happen and i say letting because you could always provide resistance even if Ant was inevitably going to be the best player anyway and it was going to dominate the team It can cause friction and problems if you Uh, like start issues.
2: Even as recently as Perzingis with Luca, Przingis recently did a podcast where he said, "Yeah, back then I was a little more mature and I couldn't coexist. Now he's a different guy." Yeah, and that makes you appreciate what Carl's you know doing even more. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, He's, he's just maturity, which is one of the things people have always commented Carl didn't have, and here we are, you know, in this season. Yeah, he's done a great job coexisting with Rudy. Everybody said, by the way, people loved to shit on Rudy last year. Everybody talked about Rudy being. You know, this guy that it, it, it is overrated. And calling it the worst trade of all the time. Worst trade to, of all time. All time to, maybe they'll, they'll do it again. So it was, it was, it was it an amazing was trade. Yeah. <laughs> who did they get rid of? Well, the, the worst trade. We got rid of Pat Beverly and, and Malik Beasley and Vanderbilt. Man, listen, no disrespect to any of those guys. None of them can do what Gobert does.
2: I think the cherry on top was Walker Kessler having a really good uh, rookie yes, year. Too. Kessler, yeah, I top, know that, yeah. but
1: Kessler's not as good as Rudy Gobert. It's not even close. Yeah. No disrespect. And I love Kessler. He's not fucking Rudy Gobert. All right. Last year, he was in a situation. He was thrown in. There's a lot of negativity. Like anything, when a snowball gets rolling, whether it's a positive snowball or a negative one, when it gets rolling, it tends to get bigger. And when that thing started going and that train got moving, it's just sometimes it just felt it felt bad for him there. It just felt like so many people were looking at him with a magnifying glass, hoping he'd fail. Kind of like right. we talked about with the Clippers early on. You kind of have to snap out of it. And that's what it seemed like it was with him last year. And it wasn't fair because Carl was hurt most of the season came back. They didn't work well right away. It was rusty. Ant was frustrated with it. They had the DLO shit going on. They're trying to move DLO. DLO knew it. So it's, now it's a weird, he's like, you know, he's getting on the flight in the bus. Like they don't want me here, but I'm here. It, it was a weird thing. Now there's clarity. DLO's in LA doing his thing. Nas Reed, you're not a free agent anymore. We paid you. Jada McDaniels, you're not a free agent anymore. We paid you big money. And you're not a free agent anymore. You're our franchise. We paid you max money. You and Carl. Rudy, you still make max money. You're our anchor down low. Everyone's kind of slotted. Nikhil, yeah. we're going to bring you back. You've been bouncing around the league, you know, trying to find a fit. We got one here for you. They they, they got their team. Kyle, Kyle slow-mo. He's kind of like the... I'm not saying that Draymond to that team, but he's like one of their engines that get them going. He's, he's like the organized... He's also
2: a change of pace guy that comes in and just makes it... Yeah, off no, the he bench just, he and, just yeah. makes
1: the game easy. He's yeah. always making the right play. He reads the floor. He's always looking to, to make the play to score, not to play for him. He's always looking like whoever has the best chance of scoring. You know what I mean? That's a guy you want to play with. So they got everything there. They yeah, got you know, the Bill, pieces. Bill
2: Simmons recently on a pod said, what would you even say that they need? You know, every I, team I, needs something. What would you say? I, I said maybe Mike Conley insurance. Yeah.
1: They could use a, a really good backup guard. They don't have yeah. they don't have they don't have any really good backup guards. I, I mean, they have solid ones. They yeah. they could definitely improve in the bench. But a guy got in the playoffs,
2: spot. if Mike misses a game or two, you can plug him in and everything's running. Yeah, smoothly. and you can
1: could put in like like Shake Milton can go in there and handle something. You know what I mean? Like Shake Milton can hoop. So like they have good players. Nikhil, yeah. Nikhil Alexander can 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 play point guard, even though he's not a traditional point guard. He can bring up the ball and run the show. You don't have to have a point guard putting up numbers. You got fucking Anthony Edwards next to you and you got no. Carl Anthony Townsend. Like they are, you already got guys who are going to do it for you. By the way, Kyle, slow is not... Even though he's a small forward, he plays like a point guard. He's yeah. only out there to... like he played us. point guard in college, are you saying Yeah, he's only out there to, to pass and make plays. He's not yeah. out there sh- shoot, hoisting threes. Yeah. So you could use that, but they're one of the more well-put-together teams. We talked about this. We talked yeah. about teams and like Luca and all these young stars, like how well is the team built around them it's hard to argue anybody's built a better team around their young star than Tim Conley has in, in Minnesota. They they, they they are a well-tuned machine right and he now. he did it in Denver, too. And he did it right before in Denver. There's It's not a coincidence. He's really yeah. good at what he does. And he hires really good people. His staff is amazing. I was there. I, and I, I say this as a guy who they didn't bring back. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's one of the better... Staff, it's and it's rare you see someone
2: talk about their ex in, in and such like, endearing so, terms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I, how many times do I talk positive about Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. those guys are great. The coaches are great. The players are great. The, 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 the organization. Bro, I lived in Minnesota. It's fucking freezing, man. It's not a fun place to live. No disrespect to anybody in Minneapolis. I got robbed terribly last year. Four men broke into my house. These bum ass motherfuckers. And we're keeping that in there. They can bleep that out if they want. Broke into my house. Stole all my shit. Did not feel welcome in that, that neighborhood. Had to move. Moved to a different place. It's freezing outside. It's cold. My kids can't go outside and like play. They're stuck inside. It, it's a very hard place to live.
2: You had every reason to hate that to year. To hate that place. Because wasn't of the basketball play, wasn't situation. wasn't playing a lot. Yeah.
1: Well, they, they fucked around my minutes all the time. One minute I'm playing a lot and I'm playing really well. The next thing you know, they're like, yo, you know, you're not playing tonight. Or I just wouldn't play. They wouldn't tell me. Yeah. I had every reason to hate that team and hate that organization. Hate living there. And I loved it. I loved, I loved, I loved waking up every day and going to work and working there. I like the guys I worked with. I like the guys I worked for. It seemed like we all were able to coexist. And
2: you said Anthony Edwards is one of the funniest people.
1: You've Great ever dude. Been around here. Yeah. Best players are a nice guy. Carlin Town, second, nice guy. Rudy Gobert, people who have a lot of like things to say about. Amazing human being. Funny ass team, bro. Everyone's hilarious. The coaches are cool. The staff is cool. Everyone you get there and like you kind of forget about all this stuff that's going on. You just like, man, I get to go play basketball. Like, this is a really cool team. Oh, like I, I got good people here. I really enjoyed my time there. It's unfortunate I wasn't able to be brought back, but I'm glad they're doing well. And yeah, they're they're, they're doing it right over there for sure. If they
2: make a run and win the title, I think Anthony Edwards, he'd obviously be the best player on the team. If they make a run and win the title, (laughs) I know that'd be something for you. The good luck truck of the NBA. To miss it back to back would be
1: something that can not be done.
2: But if they do, this is what I picture. I was thinking about this the other day. Do you remember when Dwayne Wade in 06, and it was his third or fourth year in the NBA, and he just makes his run where, you know, he's not the best player in the NBA, but he did the best on the best stage, right? And he won that title. I know Shaq was a little older. but When they beat the Mavericks in 06, that's kind of what it would be for Anthony Edwards, right? Third or fourth year in the NBA. Not the best player in the NBA, right? No one's saying that, but if he if they win the title, if he's going to be that man, the alpha on the biggest stage. So if they were to go deep, I think that's kind of, it would be very Dwayne Wade-ish is what I'm saying in 06. Yeah.
1: yeah. I feel that. It's a good comparison.
2: Yeah. All right, another thing that we talked about on last pod that I didn't make it because of time was we talked about the Knicks and Jalen Brunson. Obviously, he had that 50 ball, 9 from Crazy. 3. The Knicks are 5th in the East, and they're 16 and 11. Do you like their team as is? Because a lot of people talk about them obviously being a destination for either Zach Levine or Donovan Mitchell. Would you keep things the way it is, or would you try to make a move?
1: Listen, I love Knicks fans. I love Lakers fans. They're passionate, if anything. Okay? <laughs> they can be annoying, but they're passionate. There is a delusion there that they think they're going to get every star. Lakers, it's even worse. They think every player that's available,
2: Oh yeah, I mean the the, the you talking about when people Photoshop a jersey on anybody. Like, yo, <laughs> I,
1: I think we should get uh, we should go out there and get Luca, man. I mean, yeah. I'm like, bro, he ain't coming and, and it ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the Knicks do this all the time. Unfortunately, I will get the Lakers benefit now. Usually, when they manifest something, it usually comes that way. <laughs> yeah. New York's had a little bit of a rough go over the past however long it's been. They haven't really been able to pull in a superstar since Melo. In terms of bringing, it. yeah, the now, Donovan Mitchell one was right there. This, yeah, there, Donovan the Mitchell was right there yeah, at the, at the cusp, something. and it just yeah. it kind of fell through the cracks. Yeah. So, the Jalen Brunson thing was a huge success. The obviously. owner has a lot to do with that. A lot of guys just don't like James Dolan. Yeah. Here's my thing. The owners definitely matter, right? They're 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 vital to a team. They're not there in the day-to-day ever. They're not in your practice. They're not in your huddle. They're not in the team playing. So, like, they th- my thing as a player, it shouldn't be as much as an issue. But when you're a superstar and you want control and you want this and you want that, it can get a little tricky with someone like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. That sometimes, I mean, if you ask anybody, any analyst who's covered sports, especially New York, they would tell you the number one reason why they haven't been able to get a superstar has been, and whether it's fair or not, people have a certain view or players of the owner of the team. So that's been tough for them. That's been like they're like Achilles' heel. What they have going for them is, man, it is the show. It is Broadway. It's the New York, it's the big city, it's the lights. The Madison Square Garden. Emily
2: is getting free tickets. Like, free tickets. Yeah, are- <laughs> you can go on a date with Emily You know what I mean? Like,
1: this, this is what the, the ambiance of what, you know, imagine walking around New York and go on a date with a girl. And it's cool to say you play for any team in the NBA, right? But imagine yeah. being on a date with a girl, and like, yeah, so what do you do for them? You're like, oh, I play for the Knicks. You don't get that job done you need help <laughs> you know what i'm saying bro like that's a cool thing to say it's like saying you play for the lakers it's like a badge there's certain teams that mean more it's like playing football and saying talk about for, this it's different than yeah. you know
2: saying you play for the pelicans and then across
1: the google yeah, air, like, the whole thing. Saying, oh it is an nba team cool oh oh yeah. like, Versus like you say who do you play for i play for the lakers they're yeah. like whoa it's like a football player saying i play for the commanders or who do you play for i play for the, I play for the cowboys you know right. what i mean like it's just a difference there with all due respect And you would think that the Knicks would just be getting all these guys, but it hasn't gone that way. That's the only reason why I say the owner thing. I don't know if I believe that or agree with that. I'm just telling you what's out there. Well, the Knicks have a lot of picks.
2: The Knicks have a lot of picks they could package for a player, but they can. it's really tough because you don't want to. How do I? How do I say this? You want. You don't want to bring in someone that takes away from what Jalen Brunson is doing. We saw Jalen Brunson with Luca before. You know what I mean? Now he has his own team. Donovan Mitchell.
1: I don't know if that's great sign by the way. Underrated sign. Everybody thought they were crazy for paying that guy hundred million. Yeah. Now he's underpaid. He should be paid two hundred million. Absolutely. Jalen Brunson is a two hundred million dollar player, not a hundred. Yeah. That is a hell of a deal. So you know, bravo over to Leon and World Wide West for putting that together. I like Randall. You know, Barrett's always been this guy who's a really good player. But, but like, he's the guy that they always talk about in trade He's the rumors. guy that has trade value because he is playing well. He puts up good numbers. But, like, their team has not been able to get over that hump in terms of competing with the likes of Philly, Boston, Milwaukee. They're always right under there. They're, like, battling the Hawks and shit. You know what I mean? And when they, they should
2: have beat the Heat last year. Jimmy Butler was hurt. Yeah,
1: yeah. they should have beat the Heat last year. You yeah. know what I mean? The Heat even beat, you know, beat them. The Heat are even above them when, when the time comes. I don't really care about the regular season. But if the playoffs are coming and the Heat played New York today, Miami wins. They just do. I don't know how they get it done. The Knicks need that, like, one more piece. Donovan Mitchell seems to be the guy that everyone always talks about. And if we're talking about Cleveland's side, it just, it's not, I don't know what it is. It just ain't it. Yeah. And they got a good team, And before man.
2: Donovan Mitchell got there, Darius Garland was an all-star. I believe they were a seven seed. They lost in the play-in. And we were talking about Darius Garland, I think, as being a future star. And it's obviously been a little halted, right, when Donovan yeah. Mitchell gets there. Yeah. So
1: I wouldn't. They just mind. they don't coexist well together. They just haven't yet. They don't fit together well. Yeah. Some some guards do. Some are able to figure it out. Some are able to take a back seat and they maybe they both take a back seat and thrive off of it. And then like other guys eat. Like I, I've never been the best player on the team in the NBA, so I can't tell you how to do it. Well, actually, I can. I just I've never done it before. But so maybe it's the right message, wrong messenger. <laughs> but it's one of those things that from a guy who's been around the game and played with teams that have had multiple stars, sacrifice is always the first thing. We just we just hit on it about Carl, right? Yeah. There has to be some of it, there has to be a lot of it. And it can't just be one player, it has to be both guys. It seems like those two, not saying neither of them are willing to sacrifice, I don't know them personally like that, I know Donovan a little bit more, but I, they're both great guys, they're both nice guys. Sometimes their games just simply just don't compliment. So maybe they have tried to sacrifice and it still don't work. So now they're like, man, I'm going back to do me. I'm not, we're losing a lot of games and, you know, I'm, and I'm not putting up good numbers. Like, fuck this. That's what ends up happening, right? You sacrifice, it's not working. Now you got people in your head like, yo, man, hey, that shit, you need to go, you know what I'm saying? Right. Now that guy's back out there. So it's one of those things where I don't know. I, so we talk about all the time. I thought Mobley, I, bro, I swear, man, this guy Mobley, man, Evan Mobley could be a fucking star, bro. He just, he has the intangibles. And he still
2: can be, he's super young, but
1: That's why I said, can be. Every day he gets less and less young. Yeah, every day he gets less and less (laughs) young. And and, and it's just like, again, I don't know if he's also, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He don't shoot a lot of shots.
2: Yeah. When we look at that That, backcourt.
1: That's why I'm so, you got two guys who like to shoot. So it's just like, not only are they not working together, I'm seeing other guys who like aren't playing their best with it, bro. Like, I like, because if you look at their team, they're fucking good. I like their coach. I like Donovan Mitchell, one of the best two guys in the NBA. I like Darius Garland. He's fucking nasty. I like Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. They have length, size, and shot blocking run protection. Yeah, and if Struce is your fifth starter? Then you got Struce, who's a guy yeah. who's just played in the NBA Finals, battle tested, went through the whole Miami organization that you know he's valid in terms of just a professional yeah. playing hard, competes, can defend, athletic, can shoot the open three, Karis LaBert off the bench. You got scoring. Who, who else do they have? They have like a Caro. And um, uh, Niang, Niang, who can shoot again, a savvy vet. A uh, Carl's a very energy guy. Like come in there, be physical. Came from Auburn. Like these, these the guys. They have like a good. They had a good fucking team. Yeah. And they just like continue to be mediocre. So you have to now you point two fingers, right? You either point one or the other. You, you go coaching, which you know that can't be an issue because the team's been good before with that coaching. So it can't be him. Yeah. I'm a bigger staff guy, so I know you are. So am I. Yeah. He, he, I think he's. I think he's a really good coach. So it's not coaching. So now that now not hands down. So you only got one hand. It have two best players, and they have been bitten by the injury bug a little bit throughout the couple yeah, of yeah they, the they, last they years. have they have yeah. they, they've been they've been they've been beat up a little bit. But those two are really good individual players, and they haven't been bad together. It's not like they're like it, it last in the East. They're still the, they're in the playoffs, they're in the playoff race. You're right. But in terms of where I feel like this team could be, I think that Cleveland personally, if I if you showed me this roster right now before the season. Cleveland can be like a two, three seed in the East. Yes, I think they can go like compete with Milwaukee at their best. They got size, they got length. Fucking Giannis trying to go down there. I mean, you got trees down there, bro. Jared Allen and, and uh, uh, fucking Mobley down there swatting shit. You got defenders, you're physical, you got scoring. Like, bro, that team can give teams problems. Yeah. And then like go to the playoffs and they like continue to like, they're just like, they're not, it's just not the good. The Knicks roughed them up last year. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was ridiculous. Their roster compared to New York is better. I don't care what anybody says. They got a better team than the Knicks. Knicks outplayed them. Kick their ass. But the
2: Knicks have that. We talked about it before. The Knicks have a team that will outwork you. You know, those guys, the Josh Hart getting the offensive rebounds. And you have all those guys. And DiVincenzo, they play hard, right? In yeah. the playoffs, that kind of shit matters. That's what you always say.
1: It does. Yeah. It does matter. Yeah. And then the stars have to be stars. Yeah. You have to be. So we'll see, man. I, I hope Garland and those guys can figure it out. It seems like right now it's getting to that point with Cleveland where they're just like, okay, one of these guys have to go.
2: Also, Mitchell can leave after next year. And, you know, you want to get ahead of that, right? Before the trade value goes down. The big, the best version of that is, you know, the Utah traded Darren Williams a couple Mm -hmm. of years before they thought he was going to leave. They got Devin Harris out of it. He was an all-star in New Jersey, but people were shocked by that. They were the team that got ahead of it. So if you think Mitchell's going to leave, you don't think he's going to resign. You got to get ahead of it. That's what I think. Oh, you don't want to hang on to him. No, too you know, much? if
1: you hang on to him and lose him for nothing, it would be shitty that you didn't get off of him for a whole bunch of assets. Because yeah. his, his his stock is so high. Yeah. A lot of people like Mitchell. Everybody regards Mitchell as he's like a top three, four, two guard in the NBA. Even at some points, people argued if he was one or two. I mean, last year
2: he was second team on the NBA. He could have been first.
1: Like he was that. No, no, good. no. He, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He was dominant last year. Like he, yeah. in terms of like if you're if you're talking who's the best two guard in the NBA, Donovan Mitchell's always a guy who's in the conversation. Yeah. I don't think he's the best, but he's up there. I'm not putting him ahead of like someone like Devin. He's he's not better than Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I think those two are like a different. Me personally, and Shea Shea's a two guard. Shea's the best. If we're counting, if we're putting all three of them, Shea, Shea like is the best out of the group. Isn't that nuts? Saying that, I, I don't even. I feel weird saying that, but like because <laughs> because the other two are so crazy. But Shea and Ant and I I gotta put Mitchell on there. He played so well last year, but second team NBA is no bullshit. That's some real, that's some real performance, man. So yeah, you put him in that cloth, regardless of which. And there's his, also his a better high. heat check guy. Like when that guy's hot, it's different than another yeah, guy Yeah, he starts doing some right. crazy. Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. Year. yeah, yeah. He's a guy that has a lot of value and they can move a lot. And if it's not working great right now and it just seems to be like, man, I just don't think this works. you might have to let go of him. And get a whole lot back for him, and I just
2: hope that it's addition by a subtraction when Garland Carl- and Mobley step maybe, up. he he's done, yeah.
1: and then now Mobley, go be what we need you to be. Yeah, you were like, you know, was, remember his rookie year? Mobley was like, people were just like, "Yo, this guy could be, Kevin Garnett like," and he has like things of Tim Duncan. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be those guys, but people were very high on him, right? And he was really good. He would have won Rookie of the Year if he didn't get hurt. So you know, it's one of those things where you want to see him get back to form. You want to see Darius Garland get back to full form. They get, they'll get they get a whole bunch back too. So they'll get someone to compliment him with. Maybe it's not a Mitchell. Maybe it's a game or a player, a style player that's a little bit more tailor-made to their team. But we'll see.
2: So Jokic left Nike for the Chinese company 361. When you think of that, first of all, a lot of guys are leaving, three, right? Six? We went to a lot of guys with the Skechers, like Julius Randle. Are you seeing a bunch of guys starting to leave those main companies? And also, who's, are you? if you were a middle school basketball player, would you buy a pair of Jokic? Jokic Jokic's right now? Like, what?
1: Is he sell Fuck shoes? No.
2: He's not really a shoe. Like, he's not really a guy that loses really the
1: needle first. No. shoes, no. Fuck no. I'm wearing his damn the Best part in the NBA. He is the best player in the NBA, arguably. Right. But if we're going to talk about. But you'd the rather wear like Lamella. Weird. Lamella shoes. I'd rather wear Lamella. Yeah. yeah. There's something about a guy looking good in sneakers. <laughs> I'm not saying Lamella <laughs> looks good in sneakers or any of these dudes do. Yeah, all right. It's okay. But you, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. There's an appeal to a guard. And how they rock their stuff, how they dress, how they wear their sneakers—they're usually light. Big men's shoes tend to be bulky and heavy. Even though I remember KG back in the day had some really He's cool, different. Really cool Nike some, shoes. There are some bigs who have been able to do it. Yeah. All right. Shaq had the crazy funky Reebok shoe that aged well over time. Yeah. Hypnosis. Uh, yeah, the hypnosis, and I think Weber those, had Dada. There was a time. <laughs> there was a time. Dada had a moment. I used to step in them spinners, used to be spinning back. <laughs> KG is one of the very, very few—really, yeah. the only. He's the only center because even though, like I said, Shaq's shoe was cool and I, ain't nobody rocking that shit. Ain't nobody wearing the hypnosis around and shit like that. And if he did, people are gonna be like, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not one of those things that like garner attention. Yeah. The old KGs and stuff are valid though. You know what I mean? So he's probably the only one, but his game was still, he's dunking on people, catching lobs, had to face up, dribble. The personality was there. There was a personality. Very marketable. Big right. the big ticket, man. That's literally his nickname was the big ticket. So someone like that can maybe sell, sell sneakers. Usually, centers in general are soft spoken, with the, with the with the exception of Shaq, who's just like a whole different thing. <laughs> Everybody else are usually quiet, Tim Duncan, John Bede, Nicola Jokic. Hakeem Olajuwon. There was a pair of Nikes
2: really quick that Tim Duncan wore. I'm going to pull them up for you after we end with the pod. They were like silver with a little...
1: Yeah, with the little dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to pull those yeah. up for I you. Know Tim Duncan
2: about. did wear something. I don't know if they were yeah. called the Duncans or anything like that. They were Nike something, but yeah. those were really fire.
1: They just don't... They're usually not personality-wise, even a guy who moves the needle or sells a sneaker. And then their game isn't usually sexy. They're usually down on the block. So when you talk about wearing a sneaker and you're... Your average American, which is the whole, you know, everyone else who's not six yeah. five and six ten, when you want to buy a sneaker, you're not going to go buy the one that a seven foot guy is wearing. No, when you're
2: picturing big man, you're picturing Rasheed Wallace yeah. wearing Air Force One. Yeah, yeah, like, you're like fucking feel like big. Like, you guys <laughs> like moving in
1: lugs. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to go out there and just be fucking stomping around the court in some big man shoes. You yeah. know what I mean? And then you add that their game and their appeal. Every kid grows up wanting to be a guard. man. that's why everyone practices crossovers and shoots threes. You don't go to the park and guys are down on the block, like practicing post moves because they're not, they're all five, seven and five, nine normal human beings. So when you talk about buying a sneaker, you want to buy the shit that the cool, you know, the guards are wearing, man. That's just what it is. Can women Yama sell sneakers? Maybe. Yes. He has the, he has the um,
2: the, uh, Durant Durant's. Obviously
1: sells. We love his lines. Well, so. Yeah, Durant. Durant's nasty. I was so, well, so, so
2: game is, he's a guard, bro. He's a big so, guard. So what I'm saying is Women Yama could maybe tap into something
1: yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like Giannis. Like Gian, people wear Giannis' sneaker. No, for sure. So but that's because Those he, might be the sneakers I see the most in the gym. He's, he's, he, but he's g- grabbing the board and pushing it and, and dunking on people, bro. Yeah. You're all stepping and punching on people. So yeah. that,
2: that's, And he's got the cool name
1: with the Greek Freak. The Greek Freak's like, again, personalities, guys on live, I'm getting freaky and he's funny and he jokes and he's very charismatic and he engages with the fans and the fans love him. He's passionate. You know what I mean? Like everything. So he's very marketable. Where these other guys are traditionally not. Not that they can't be, they like, some of them don't want to be. Jokic literally does not want to be on TV. You don't think Nikola Jokic could be in 50 commercials right now? Yeah. He actually just got on one too. I don't know if you saw they that. They really? Yeah. And they probably had to bake him. In. They probably had to bake him or it had to be an incentive in his contract with some deal. It's like, yo, we'll pay you a boatload of money, but you got to get in a commercial. Because he hates that shit. So, it makes sense him going to a Chinese brand. There's a lot of those brands over there. Three, six, one, right? Yeah. They're one of the bigger ones. I remember I like know, Kevin, K- Kevin Love was with them. Yeah. Yeah. They've had a, a majority of guys. You've seen guys go over there and kind of make their way. Dwayne Wade has done a great job. Jimmy going Butler. Over there. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's over there. Kyrie now. Kyrie. Kyrie. Kyrie actually fire, yeah. by the way. Clay Thompson. But what is it about him that where his sneakers always look good and they always are? They're like just Hooper sneakers. He what clearly
2: it? has some kind of say over what's going on. Yeah. it's
1: no coincidence. Every shoe this guy makes, people like playing basketball in, and they all look good. Yeah. But this guy went to, was it ASICS? Who's he with? He's with Anta. Anta, that's what I'm sorry. ASICS is nuts. He went with Anta. People were like, oh, what? His first sneaker, like, people, bro, it's hard to find those things on shelves. Like, they, people buy them. Yeah. They look good. The flashiest player to ever play in the NBA wears them. And they're like this all black cat-like shoe. Like people, I saw someone hooping in the other day. People are like, yeah, they're incredible. He has something where his shoes just work. His shoes are really good. I'll be honest with you. As of late, James Harden's shoes have been fire. You I should you like like his, those new ones you saw? Yeah, with, they're with they're the funky, outline. but they, they look dope. Yeah. Yeah. The shoe he had last year was shoe of the year. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. The last James Harden was one of the shoes of the year. LeBron had the shoe of the year last year. Everyone he was did, wearing you're those. Right. LeBron Everyone, didn't have the yeah. shoe of the year. They're light, they're comfortable, what you mean they're
2: those? clean. They, a lot of college lot of, teams and high school teams were definitely wearing the James Hardens. If you were with Adidas, you were
1: rocking those. Yeah, yeah, were yeah, yeah. If you're Adidas, you had to wear the Hardens. Yeah. But they're comfortable and they're light and they look good. The LeBron, I think Booker got a little bit of inspiration from him. The simplicity of the design, like the just the silhouette of those, like- I think those
2: are really cool too. Yeah.
1: They're like, they're kind of clean looking shoes. I do like, Devin's shoe looks good. A lot of people don't like them, I think they're fire. If I was a Nike, I'd probably, those are, those are shoes I'd probably wear, those are KDs. Yeah. But uh, I would love to know the sales of like CJ McCollum's shoe in China. I, I wonder if they're huge, they probably are. Yeah. I wonder what Austin Reeves shoes sell in China. Like how how And it makes how you probable? more famous
2: over there. And when you go over there, it's, it's probably crazy. You have to, so long, that's, yeah. like,
1: that's, that's part of the, the deal, right? Yeah, you like, hey listen there. man, you, you want to sign a deal with Adidas or Nike? Do they, do they fly you and take you over? To China, or they only do that with like Donovan Mitchell and Damian yeah. Lillard. Austin Reeves, you'll be our guy. You come here, you have your own shoe. So now we need you to come every summer. We'll pay you a shit ton of money. We'll come over here and you're gonna have more fans than you thought you ever had be so happy to see you and just lay eyes on you and get to engage and build your notoriety, like all these things that they sell, that it is very appealing for an American player to go to a Chinese company. I, I get the, I get the whole aesthetic around it and I actually implore more guys to look at that option the game is huge over there it's big over there than it's even in, in here so it makes sense Nicole is the center so I don't know how much that needle moves but it's dope nonetheless Yeah.
2: I wanted to close out the show with asking what your Christmas wish list is because this is our last episode before Christmas but I think I know what was on your wish list because you got it I know you wanted to make an announcement
1: yes I. I, uh, it's time. Uh, I am due for a third child I am just putting a roster together over here. <laughs> uh, listen, um, it, it's been amazing, man. We've been trying to build this family out, and well, Tim Conley, just, <laughs> just building out my own, my own little, uh, my little your own little tribe championship now. franchise over yeah. here. Right? Uh, yeah, no, it's been amazing, man. The best thing I have in my life is me being a father, and I know a lot of people like to be corny or tacky about stuff like that, but it's just it's the honest to god truth. I, I, there's nothing more rewarding than like, and you know it, you see it. My boys are obsessed with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're both boy dads, uh, and I know my fiance is going to try to convert this 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 new addition to our family when she's when she comes about to being a girl mom. But she's going to be a girl dad too. I, I just I pour myself into my kids, and so does she. But there's something about you know a dad's love because uh, the mom is always going to be the mom. The mom gets all the love late. You know what I mean? I want it now because I know when my kids are 25, 26, we're all going to be close. They're going those my my sons are going to be my best friends. But there's something like a mom's love that's just it's different, man. You know what I'm saying? Of course. In its own way, that's unique in its own way, right? So it's been the best thing for me, man. It's it, it really has. It's provided a lot of clarity in my life over the past five years, what really matters to me, to have another child and to also, you know, another blessing and be healthy, knock on wood for continued health and, and good luck with that. Um, it, It's, we're very excited, man. And I'm having a girl, I'm very nervous. I'm crazy. About I'm excited my boys. to see
2: how having a girl will change you. our buddy, when Courtney, Does. our buddy Courtney Lee, when he had a daughter, he was like, it's just changed everything. Yeah, he doesn't. He
1: like lives inside now. he, like, we'll he, he did
2: something about it. Yeah, that's what you hear. And that's so. kind of like
1: you know, for me, I'm 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 so protective of my two boys, man, and they're boys. Like most most dads, are like, hey, go run around. Like, bro, yeah. my my son leaves my sight for two seconds, and I'm just like paranoid. I get so I get a uh, separation anxiety for my kids. I'm not even kidding. When I have to travel all over the place the first like two, three hours are the hardest. Like me leaving, going to the airport, I feel it. And then I'm yeah. on the plane and I'm like, yo, I do not like being away from them. I don't like not knowing what they're doing right now. I'm like, I'm obsessed with my kids, but I have to get, obviously I'm used to that. I have to travel for work and always will. Having a daughter, I just, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm a healthy so amount scared, of man. And yeah, then like right. with all this stuff these days in Instagram and social media, man. Like bro, I'm like yeah. already picturing like some kid coming to my, like, I swear to gosh, bro. You do want to see a, a remake of the bad boy scene. Hide a camera at my house 16 years from now and see how the fuck I'm gonna be treating her first date who comes to the door. Remember, he opens there. Who the fuck? Yeah. I ain't going back. How are you? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm 16, sir. Motherfucker, you at least 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm just gonna say, I think it's
2: really exciting that you're getting that kind of news during the holidays, too. I can't even imagine, you know. You're obviously gonna be around your family and stuff like that. So that's great news.
1: What is on your uh, Christmas list, by the way?
2: Uh, I, I, you know? Just I'm really just appreciative Uh, of the podcast. I knew you're gonna do that. I'm the same way by the way. I'm the same uh, way by the way. At this time right now, there's nothing I really need or like
1: or want. That's how I feel.
2: Um we have everything. I mean, what do you want for Christmas?
1: You know, I like man, I like stuff I'm gonna use. Go get me like a kit that like holds all my shaving needs. And like poetry kit? Yeah, like no, no, no. Like like something like lined up by the sink, like, or like new lotions, new fragrances, new candles, like. I, I organize, you know, something that can hold all my ties or this, this, and that. Like, I have those things. I'm just saying things of that sort. I like the useful products right. at this point. Well,
2: no one's going to be able to compete with the stuff you can buy yourself. No one's, well, no one's going to be able to get you the, the $1,000 $1, what, t-shirt what you I wear. Want, what
1: I like, unfortunately, for most people, and fortunately for myself, <laughs> tend to be a little bit more whatever. Yeah. How like, do you get a gift for someone that's like, yeah, it's impossible. So I'm saying, bro. Like, if I want it, I'll just go, I'll go do it my damn self. I don't need you to go, but I, I feel weird if someone buys me like a Louis Vuitton this or like a, a good, i I'm just like, ah, Jesus, this is nice, man. I don't even want this. I, now I got to do this shit. Now I got to, now I got to get you something nice. Cause I, I went and got you a, a gift card to back. Yeah. Well, no, actually
2: to be honest with you, your fiance told me recently that she got me a Christmas gift. It's under the tree. And she I loves was like, and I told her, I said. Why'd you have to go do that? Now, now, have you, get had, you, now you have to go get her <laughs> something. we yeah. had an unranded agreement. Adriana
1: loves, yeah. she loves getting people stuff. And she loves doing, she loves planning parties. She loves, just like doing that type of, I love that about her. She wants to like, bro, she'd plan your party for free and go out and spend a thousand to $2,000 on like party supplies and this and this and that for a theme, just so when you come, just for the 10 seconds of people be like, whoa, this is cool. Satisfaction. That's all yeah. she wants. And she does that with Christmas presents and gifts and birthdays. She's always getting people stuff. So, yeah, definitely get her something. Back no, no, obviously not. For your own sake on that one. Trust me. Yeah, when it comes to me, man, I don't really like to, I don't really want anything nice. I feel weird asking for it. A, otherwise, yeah. I, and like, like any man, doesn't matter what you make. Just, if you want something, you just like go work to get it or you can get it, one or the other. This situation, in terms of like this year, especially when you have kids, it's all about them. Right. So that's where it's at now. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone that's listening. Everybody have a great Christmas. I hope everybody's safe. This is supposed to be a time of, of family and love and people really coming together. New Year's right around the corner. You start kind of being thankful when we all should be like this all the time, but understand life happens and we get busy and get, we all get caught up in our own stuff. We all think we're more important than what we really are. And our stuff that we're doing is more important than what it really is. And it seems like this time of year tends to have reflection.
2: Listen, this is, this is when the memories I mean? happen. This is when you make the memories. Yeah, you make memories you and, on, and, so. and, and
1: or like you you remember old ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. And it seems like that's kind of, you know, the tradition around this time of year. So I really hope everybody out there is able to do that. I really hope people out there are with loved ones. If you're not, find someone that can make you happy or, or man, most importantly, make yourself happy. Smile. I know a lot of people are, everyone's in different situations going through stuff, but I hope everybody has a really great weekend. And we will be back right after Christmas. You know, we get the pleasure of getting to talk about the Christmas games right after, which we look forward to. Which Christmas matchup do you look forward to the most? I can tell you mine. I love the the, the Celtics-Lakers. lakers Lakers Celtics. It's an unbelievable game to have on yeah. Christmas. I love it. You just want to see the yellow and the green it, on the court. It, it, for me, this might be my favorite pairing of Xmas games I've ever I seen. I like every
2: game. Every game's yeah. fire. Every game's fire. Bucks good.
1: Knicks is a fire game. It they is. put it in Madison Square Garden. It's the first one up on the day. It's gonna be lit, bro. People are gonna open their presents and turn on. It's a Knicks game, bro. Madison did not get more American than that. And you got Giannis playing, Dame playing, Dame in the Garden, first time playing there with his new team. Like, it's it's a good game. You warm up right after that. And you got, uh, who we got? Yeah, well, we got the Boston Lakers game, which is the nightcap. We got, oh, by the way, or the nightcap. I think the latest game is fire, by the way. Luca goes back to Phoenix where he always goes crazy. Now he has Kyrie with him. So you got Kyrie. You got, you got Luka. The you Kyrie,
2: KD. Yeah, KD. You, got, KD and, it, yeah, you yeah. got
1: nothing but offense of brilliance in, in one game. Great game. And you have Warriors Nuggets. And then you have a Warriors Nuggets game. Can't get any better. You got. I wish Draymond was playing, but Clay's in a rhythm. Kaminga's really coming into his own. By the way, he's starting to cook up a little bit. I always thought Kaminga had like Jalen Brown esque in him. You're starting to see a lot of that talent sh- show through. And then uh, you know, obviously they're playing against the Nuggets, who are doing their stuff. So there's not a weak link in the Xmas Christmas yeah. list of games. But the Celtics Lakers one is is always a special feeling. I think as a hooper, if you're a hooper, you want to just you want to go watch some some moves and and work on your bag. Turn on that Dallas uh, Phoenix game. You're gonna get plenty of it. Yeah. It's gonna be all offense. Not a lot of ball movement. <laughs> a lot of buckets. You know what I'm saying? That'll be a dope game. So I'm really excited for that. Great. All right. Well, looking forward to talking to you next week. All right, everybody. Be safe.